Outdoor adventures won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. Yeah, and it's easy to use, too. You just simply pour a can in your gas tank. Hunters and fishermen rely on Seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should all season long. So pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bear Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Hey, everybody, listen up. I got, I got mega huge news. Meat Eater Live is heading back out on the road. That's right. Join me and the crew, Clay Newcomb, Cal, Yanni, Spencer's going to be there. Phil the Engineer is going to be there. Meet it or live, head it back out. Now, when you get every ticket, okay, every ticket you buy, you get a signed copy of our new Meat Eater Outdoor Cookbook. This tour is celebrating the release of the book. Buy a ticket, get a signed copy, Meat Eater Outdoor Cookbook, Wild Game Recipes for the Grill, Smoker, Camp Stove, and Camp Fire, which I'll point out is a $38 value. Here's where we're going to go. April 23rd, the Mesa Art Center in Mesa, Arizona. April 24th. The Balboa Theater in San Diego. April 25, The Grove in Anaheim, California. April 27, The Crest Theater in Sacramento. April 29, The Union in Salt Lake City. April 30, The Egyptian in Boise. May 1, The Wilma Theater in Missoula. May 2, The Bing Crosby Theater in Spokane, Washington. May 4, Revolution Hall in Portland, Oregon. And May 5, the last day of the tour, Pantages Theater in Tacoma, Washington. For tickets and more information, visit the events page at TheMeatEater.com. Hope to see you at the show. What's up? You're off in God's country with Reed and Dan is also known as the Brothers Hunt, where we take a weekly drive to the intersection of country music and the outdoors. Two things that go together like Lauren Hill and strumming my pain with his fingers. That's the best one I've done so far. Yeah, but you can't come in on, with the harmony I come before in I, I want, even or an email co-write and a Grammy produced by Meat Eater and iHeart Podcast. So hop on up, ride shotgun with us as we take the back roads with some of today's biggest stars behind the songs you know and love. We got a different one for you today. Um, most of our guests are have a background in hunting or fishing um, or land management or something like that. But today we're going to sit down with Colby Calais and... She, Could you she, me in? She's really not a, she's not a hunter. She's not a fisherman, but but she loves kayaking. She loves the outdoors. She moved from, from Malibu. She grew up in Malibu and moved to Nashville and didn't really have a background in guns, but now shoots skeet and uh, and apparently is really good at it. You took up all the things, so stay with us and listen to this podcast. Appreciate you being here on God's Country. Stick with us. Y'all stick with us. Stay tuned. Y'all tune Boys and girls. And don't you go nowhere. Us. Keep sticking with us. Y'all stick around. Yeah. 
off the bat, Colby just said, she was like, so y'all are like for real brothers. Yeah. We we are for real brothers. Didn't have a choice in the matter. If yeah. we did. Oh, you yeah. wouldn't have chosen it? Come on, you chose to work together. But we so... did not choose to be brothers. It's two different things. <laughs> <laughs> who's uh, you like each other I'm enough? Gonna put, I'm going to put you in the spot. Who's, who's older? You know, I... I I can't tell, and this people do this with my sister and I. I don't want to be. I don't know. You guys, this look, is, no, you're not gonna hurt any feelings. Forced anything, to make the decision. Slightly older. You got it. Yeah. That re- re- rarely gets it correct. Really? It's usually read. Yeah. yeah for they some usually weird say reason. me. I really. I feel like it's pretty even. It's pretty. So. Even. Dan's, yeah. Dan's four years older, actually. Four. Oh wow. Okay. How old yeah. Are you? My, What's your sister? Five years older than me. Oh really? Mm-hmm. But some people ask, like, they don't know who's older. I'm like. <laughs> are you up but close we're very close yeah That's and awesome. we look kind of like twins so people get very confused oh no. is yeah. that your only sibling mm-hmm. gotcha yeah we live close we grew up in the same room we do the same job it's pretty stupid but yeah but it's great close. when you're close with your family agreed oh no doubt it's and, a blessing yeah. who needs friends when you got family you know? yeah That's what I <laughs> yeah saying. Uh, if you're wondering what that, uh, whose voice that is that you probably recognize. Sultry tones. This is uh, my 2000, my, my senior in high school self, not to date it's any fine. of this, but uh, my senior in high school self is uh, is freaking out a little bit. We got Colby Calais Colby in, the, Hi guys. in the building today. I have to be honest, out of all the people we've had on here, this is the most intimidated I've been. Really? Sure. Yeah, what? just because like you can tell. I can tell you're because you walked we, in a little nervy. No, because we we know <laughs> like we know the majority of the people we've had on here. Yeah, and they're just old, gross dudes. Yeah, and it, you are by far not that. I'm not an old, gross dude. That's not at all. And a relief. <laughs> th- so uh, I'm I'm excited to have you here. It's Thank fun. you guys. I've, I've I told you guys I've watched your. I watch your show, and uh, I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to go hang out with them. They seem so cool. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I can't believe I haven't met you around town either. Yeah, you've been here a minute, right? Mm-hmm, like seven years. and I've seen you in the fire hall. What? At Sony. I've seen you at Sony before. Oh, really? But I was like, oh, You didn't say oh, hi? No, dude. What? I couldn't say hi? <laughs> What was I supposed to do? Hey, Look how nervy, nervous he was when you yeah, walked in. He right barely now. said hi when you Look walked in here. Dude. I'm shaking like this. Like, uh. I'm definitely jittery too. I just had cold brew. So, <laughs> so yeah, let's. Can we just Coco, the record Coco? Mm-hmm. What well, I just want to ask you one question off the top. Would you count me in? <laughs> I knew. It was, I knew that's you nice. It. I never. I, I mean, I've never heard it, that. And I just mm. was ho- you. Yeah, right. You've heard that too. I mean, oh, but, but like back then in the fine. day, that's just like, that's, somebody play that audio bit, and now I'd have been like, oh, that's uh, Bubbly, the first yeah. line of Bubbly. But now I, I understand that you were probably just talking to the engineer, right? I was, I was talking to my producer, and I kept coming in on the wrong spot, because when I wrote the song, I played the guitar differently than when how he recorded it, and so mm. I kept coming in wrong, which I was extremely embarrassed about like as a musician yeah, you're like how that. am i and this is my song how am i getting it wrong um so i was like um will you count me in and he was like that was so cute i want to keep that and i was like you cannot keep that that's like <laughs> who produced that record michael blue gotcha yeah so he he kept it and people like oh it, man it's so. it's yeah iconic dude for sure how did you even how did you even get started in the pop music world how does i don't because that's a lane of of the business i don't know anything about well so and there I, wasn't tiktok and all this stuff to, well there was MySpace. Ah, so indeed there was my friend from high school put bubbly up it was a demo um and a couple other songs and he made me a myspace page and i had no idea what social media was Come on. and 
uh, over, I don't know, it was like around six months or so uh, time span that people started following my page and adding, you know, you could add your song. I was like, about to say, what, what, to, was your, what was your background? Because you could do a background oh, yeah, and you, you could, could do a song. It was so cool. I mean, it really was like the coolest. <laughs> I'll start with mine. Mine was a, because I, I was 5'10. I was real good oh, at basketball. No way you were 5'10 in high school. No, I probably, you're right. I was probably 5'4. Five five four. Four. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe we said the, the same number right there, but we did. But I had a Duke, ba- my dream was to play basketball at Duke. And, yeah. uh, and so I had a Duke background. And then I had, um, who's the, what's that band that sings, uh, me me at the altar. One twelve. Was it? Uh, no. We ain't getting no more. That isn't. That is. Jagged Edge. Jagged Edge. Okay. That was my song. Was was nice. a, was a Jagged Edge song. Um, with that background, that's cool. With that background, oh, it was dope. I was. I was doing. <laughs> my song was. Uh, can we forget about the things I said when oh, I okay. was young? What was your matching background to that? Didn't mean to call you that. Um. So different too. I think it was like Les Pauls, like guitars. Ah. <laughs> Jesus. All right, what's yours? What's yours? And my email what's, was guitar. Was I think it was like a flower wallpaper. Okay, I mean, okay, we okay. I've changed it a lot, but and so was, but, but bubbly was your song. Well, you could have your own songs up there. So right. I had a few of my songs up there, and then that's how people started hearing it. And then I eventually became the number one unsigned artist on MySpace, and then I got offered a record deal through so MySpace. I mean, you couldn't have been that old when that was happening. I was 21. Yeah, because you're younger than me. So, I mean, I, having a MySpace, it was, I, I, I don't remember, how, I remember being young and having a MySpace at least. Yeah. I remember being in college when Facebook kind of started popping. Okay. At Mississippi State. Yeah. MySpace was the jam for a second. Yeah, for a second. Um, <laughs> for a second. Um, okay. So, it's, it's, it's Grammy, uh, Grammy time. The Grammys just happened. Um, there is a Grammy winner in this room and it's definitely not any of us mm-hmm. um colby won you won a grammy with jason Mraz. i did yeah over a song that was written via email yeah that was. might be i probably you're probably the only one to win a grammy over a song that's written <laughs> o- over email yeah that was crazy because i was a fan of his and my first album had just come out and he had the song started and he wanted to have me finish writing it with him and mm. duet it with him. So, uh, but we were both on tour and couldn't physically get together. So uh, my guitar player, uh, Tim Fagan on the road with me, um, we kept sending ideas back that's and awesome. forth to him. Yeah, yeah pretty that's, cool. That's awesome. Giant song. Oh, yeah. that was a giant like song. I'm in love with my best friend. Yeah, that's great. Jam, great. So Everybody how do you, I mean, when, the, when the that pop, because we recognize pop music is multiplied times 10 what yeah. country music is. What what was how did that how did that instant like fame affect you? Because I know you had to have it. The song was too big not to. Both of those songs. Yeah, it was. Uh, I didn't really know how to handle it. I was very introverted and shy, and not. Uh, I had I had little experience performing. I I hmm. didn't. Uh, it was all so new in such a rush whirlwind. Like yeah. I was lucky how fast it happened, but you know, doing TV performances and traveling the world and and getting all these incredible experiences, which I wasn't prepared for. So I had to have like therapist out on the road and I had just like the worst stage fright and I had to have media training and a stage coach, like literally talking in my ears while I'm performing really yeah like it was oh that can get, I, I mean i can't imagine how overwhelming yeah. that, can, that can that's be. what i'm saying well with no experience like i i loved singing i loved writing but i didn't really want to be an entertainer so that was the side that i didn't have any 
practice in. Sure. So I had to learn as I was literally like at the, the height thrust of, into the spotlight. Yeah, yeah. yeah but man, I mean, that's wild. It was. I mean, you crushed it. You, you did great. Well, thanks. Yeah. But I, I had to. Great. I had to doing figure great. it out yeah. and learn as I went. So yeah. yeah. What was? What did you originally want to do? Like when you were a little kid, what were you like? Man, I want to. do This is the job I want to do. I wanted to be a photographer in Africa. Oh. Well, I also wanted to be a singer. So like on your school <laughs> things, I wanted to be a singer and a photographer. That's better than so. mine. I wanted to be a Tyrannosaurus Rex. So what? Well, yeah. that's. Cool. Be a dinosaur when I grew up, you know, as a little kid. I want to be a shortstop for the Braves. No, you were short. I was a short for, for sure. <laughs> Except I, I was just shortstop for my little league team. Balled out. Um, so, yeah, but your background in music, your dad was, I mean, your dad's produced some crazy records, especially yeah. Fleetwood Mac and Rumors and, yeah. and, and all of those. Was that like, was he supportive of that when you started wanting to write songs and started singing and wanting to to chase that career? Was he supportive of that or was he like, be careful both you know? yeah. um they my parents knew how like how obviously like you're getting in this like fast lane and and life's gonna get crazy but they also gave me the tools put me in vocal lessons and guitar lessons and told me about songwriting and song structure and how i should not only be a singer but a songwriter That's so awesome. they gave me all the tools and it's how i found my manager it's how i put my band together it's how like my yeah. they they helped me so much We've all seen plenty of gadgets and fads come and go, but there's one product that stood the test of time, Seafoam Motor Treatment. Lots of hunters and anglers know that Seafoam helps four-wheeler engines and truck engines run better and last longer. Yeah, and it's super simple. When you pour it into your gas tank, Seafoam cleans harmful fuel deposits that cause engine problems. And I'm talking about common stuff like hard starts, rough engine performance, or lost fuel economy. Yeah, and Seafoam is an easy way to prevent or overcome these problems. Just pour a can in your gas tank and let it clean your fuel system. You probably know someone who's used a can of Seafoam to get their truck or boat going again. People everywhere rely on Seafoam to keep their trucks, boats, and small engines running the way they should for the entire season. Help your engine run better and last longer. Pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bear Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Hey, it's Turkey Week, March 11 through 17. Free shipping on all orders at First Light, FHF Gear, Phelps Game Calls, and the Meat Eater Store, too. You can pick up all the First Light gear that I wear in the turkey woods, plus so much more, including... Meat Eater by Phelps Turkey Calls, which are straight-up killers, and Vortex Red Dots at 20% off. We're going to get you set up for the turkey season. So set up, in fact, that all you have to do is focus on that tom. So head on over to TheMeatEater.com, March 11 through 17, for Turkey Week. 
we'll come back to music later in the show, but you're kind of like an outdoor fanatic, right? I love doing fun outdoor stuff. What's what's your, if you've got 24 hours of sunlight that you could like plan a perfect outdoor day? Ooh. What, I thought of that question on the way in. That's, that's a good that's question. A good question. Yeah, what would you, you do from, you what would you do from, you know, what, what was your, what would your, what would your day be like? Um, sunshine near the water. I mean, it depends where I'm at here in Nashville, like in the summer during the pandemic, we were going to, we were like kayaking the rivers all the time. And we were, I mean, Hawaii, we would hike to waterfalls and we'd stand at paddleboard the river or obviously out in the ocean, um, boating. I love being on the water. Being, being on the water, sunshine. You grew up in, you're born born in Malibu, just grew up in Malibu? Um, born in Malibu, grew up like just like inland of there, Southern California, and grew up going to Hawaii my whole life. Do you do any surfing? No, not really. Like in my like older years, my brother-in-law's like pushed me into some waves and I'll try to stand up, but no, I'm not a surfer. Yeah. <laughs> we've uh, we've been to Maui. We That's where we went on our honeymoon. And yes. that's my favorite place in the world. Yeah. It's crazy. Hawaii is this magical, just it's beautiful. Everyone's nice. It smells amazing. The trade mm-hmm. winds. It's You haven't been? I have not been. No. What? That's I'm what I'm saying. Wow. I'm not saying I, I would I would love to go. That's a long flight. It is. Yeah, it was a lot shorter from California. I I don't go as often now from here. It's like gotcha. 13 hours that's travel. The, yeah, that's the uh, that's the kicker. You got to go like fly to LA, spend yeah. the night in LA and then fly from California like reset, oh. then fly from California. To, and to, I was on the to, road all like all year last year and it's going it's tough to get me out of. It's hard just once you, yeah, once you're not on the road traveling for work, you want to just be home. Did Where you do, do you that? guys vacation? Do you, do you? We're beachy. I mean, we'll go to. Like Florida. We yeah, take a, yeah, we take like a yearly beach, a beach trip in the fall. But we're always like, we love the West, man. Like, yeah. Like we love Montana and Wyoming and, mm. and anything Yeah, we're always there. going somewhere. Uh, I guess some people would call it vacation. We just call it hunting trips. So yeah. So we're kind of okay. going all over the States. Doing I will that. say this. I, I'm not like a, like, I'm a small town, Southern cat, you know, redneck. I don't love southern california yeah um that's where malibu is right mm-hmm. like socal okay mm-hmm. not wasn't sure um but we went to northern california last year yeah that's they're the closest so different thing. right that's the closest thing to maui i've ever seen like yeah. on a smaller scale you know it's a little more lush it's less you know obviously it's greener there's more rain but yeah um i get it like i i i grew up in california i never thought i'd leave i'm like a total california girl and then i came here to tennessee and I fell in love with it, and now I, I can't imagine going back. Like, I just, I love it here so much. I love the people. I love, really? I love the, like, especially, actually, I feel like Nashville in the summer looks like Hawaii. It is hmm. like, there's the tropical storms. It's lush and green. There's rivers. There's yeah, rain. Sure. I don't know. It's really, makes me happy. I'm, I mean, I'm surprised coming from where you come from that you fell in love with Nashville. Because it seems, how do I say this? It seems kind of the same. To me, it seems like the same thing, just buildings and cities and traffic well so i grew up outside of la so i we wouldn't really go i wouldn't go to sporting events or concerts Mm -hmm. everything was far drives and traffic and so we'd go to the beach or we'd hang out in like hometown but here i go to preds games i go to the soccer games i we go to concerts Dude, and you're more you're of a nashville I, yeah like, you're more of a nashville than we, we are. are doing stuff all the time and it's <laughs> you know it's a small town everyone knows each other For sure, um, yeah. which can be you know not have it can have its uh you know yeah, pros and cons for sure yeah. I, I do love that it feels like everyone's friends and it does feel like that like everybody's rooting everybody on i i really do think that i do too is it that way sure. in la is it that way in the pop world? Because we don't—I don't know anything about. I've never been out there to write. I don't really have any friends that that do that. Is it—is that the same? Because 
when people think of songwriting communities, they think of Nashville, obviously. Yeah. And they think of, you know, maybe New York and LA. Yeah. Like, are there similarities between that and here? I mean, obviously in like little ways, but it's it's just a bigger city. It's a bigger industry. So everything is just more spread out. You're not running into people as much. You're not. Yeah. It's huh. just a, it's a totally different thing than here. Is the co-writing the same or no? There, it's kind of uh it's whatever we're here. You guys have your like eleven to three, you know. <laughs> and I'm then you're no like, out. You're out the door. We should <laughs> probably explain like what what we actually do. So, not to you, but to yeah. the listeners. So we Reed and I both have published. Do you are you in a publishing deal? Do you do this? Do you do the same thing we do? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we have publishing deals. We're staff writers at different companies. So we have someone that kind of sets our schedule for the week. Yeah. Usually it's an eleven o'clock start. Sometimes ten o'clock, and then. Usually you're somewhere down the line, either with an entire song by 3.30 or 4 or a half song and kind of get out of there because the artist that day has to walk their dog. Whatever. Sometimes. <laughs> Goes home to the fam, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pick yeah, the kids up from school. It's always yeah. the dog, though. It's like, man, I'd love to stay <laughs> and finish this, but gosh, my dog's been inside. It's like, sorry, I'm an hour and a half late, and I got to get out of here at one thirty. Yeah. So you're like, cool, bro. I, I got you're an honest, I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but so that's kind of how our, our day works. And so I, I've heard that, a lot of those LA rights are tracks and people jumping in on them and you never, and, 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 and it could be, that's why there's 10 to 12 writers on a lot of those songs. And there's max usually in Nashville is four, you know, have you yeah. done much co-writing here? I've done a lot of co-writing here, but you know, in Nash or in LA, I never did one of like those big track, rights. Like it was them. It was always more singer songwriting. Obviously if yeah. there was like track, a track up in the room, there's still, max four people. So I was never in those big kind of settings, but yeah, it, it was really just whatever people worked like their schedule. So it could be, you could write at night, you could write all day long. You could have double sessions. I, I feel like here people, they make time for their home life a little bit more maybe. Huh. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. we definitely do because we like our families. <laughs> some people are like, came here till six yeah, o'clock, man. I got some wild say ones. We're yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so did you, when you wrote, uh, those first that first record did you write the majority of that record by yourself so i wrote with my friend jason reeves and my our producer michael blue so yeah, um, cool. mostly just me and jason but michael um co-wrote some of them with us was it like wildfire i'm assuming once that song started popping where people just knocking down the door yeah yeah and it was so wild because at that time i feel like anything i like i got to tour with john mayer and cheryl crow and sing at the white house at for like two different presidents. How I just, cool I mean, like, I got so many different <laughs> opportunities where I'm like, is this really happening? Like just anyone I want to work with or any, like it just was, it was just so like a natural flow. It was really incredible. Now you're on a couch with us. Jeez, sorry. Jeez. <laughs> did you see that? Like, did you see that? Did you want to get there? Like, like, did you see that in your future as like, I want to be a pop star? No. Yeah. No. Um, which I think was, part of the problem because I didn't have that drive or motivation for a lot of the things it was it again it happened for me and so I got to like I had to roll with it as but I I felt like I didn't I was I was a little lazy and I was a little reclusive so I didn't I didn't really want to do so much of the stuff I didn't really want to be touring I was I I feel like that got in the way of me allowing my career to kind of flourish more yeah really Mm mm-hmm uh, how how busy were you? I mean, were you just gone for years? The first two, the first album, I was literally gone. I was I I was never home. Yeah, I was gone for a couple years, and we were all over the world. And 
amazing experiences, but it was so many that you don't have time to really process. Like I don't remember a lot of it. it was that's just interesting. Interesting. Identify with that. That's right? interesting. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We went to Australia. I went to Australia with Luke and people were like, Did you see a kangaroo? And I was like, what I didn't do you have mean? any I didn't even, I was in downtown cities the yeah. entire time. I mean flying every day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was I mean, and it's not it is not as glamorous as people no, think. It can be, but most of the time, no, you don't have time for any or you're too tired if you do have the time. That, that's what I found myself. Yeah. Uh being just like, man, I just want to watch something on Netflix for, for a day. <laughs> Hang in the know? hotel. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I would try to like sightsee in the cities and go like on walks or jogs and try to go get like coffee or food somewhere and yeah, see the city for like y'all that because y'all get y'all can kind of like get identified out there like as to where a guitar tech nobody knows who i am so i can go see stuff i went to see uh the eiffel tower and some other things you mm -hmm. know but at the same time i also while i was seeing those things were like like i would walk to them or exactly and, and luckily my wife was like hey i want you to get me a a postcard and a magnet from everywhere you go. So, and I think she was very intelligently putting something for me to do so that I would get out of the damn room. Smart. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it really ended up making me see some things. And I'm very yeah. thankful for that. Yeah. But so I would go on these quests every day to find a magnet and a postcard. And dude, there's not postcards anywhere anymore, by the way. Really? Like it is a, it was a stretch. I would, I would have to go like miles some days. <laughs> she knew it too. She knew. She you knew. can't just go into a gas station <laughs> over there. No, sir. And there'd be like a no, the thing bro. where you spin uh -uh. and pick up. No. Really? You'd have to find like, I mean, I guess postcards are kind of a, thing of the past because nobody's like, sending right, mail everybody's anymore. just sending yeah emails and, yeah. and text and yeah because i ended up bringing this giant stack of postcards home she was like, oh good and she just put them in a drawer you know it's like you can't <laughs> put 50 postcards up anywhere yeah so i think it was a ploy to get me to to move well i think that's a good thing that it she was, did that. It you was got a good to thing. see the world i'm sorry my point was i kept going wow the Eiffel Tower is cool. My wife would love this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like if you had people around you that you could experience those things with, it would be more, more enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Or, or you, yeah, you could see where you want to go back and visit when you have time. I do not want to go back and visit. <laughs> do you? Do you want to go back to the places that you toured across the world? Um, like I love Switzerland. So like that's a place where that I do want to go back. Um, yeah. I was going to ask you, what's your favorite of all the places that you got to tour? What was your favorite spot? I loved Australia. I loved Switzerland. Um, Germany was beautiful. I didn't like the food there, but like the fans were amazing. Japan was really amazing. Um, actually, I get, I'm get i doing C2C uh, oh, next, cool. like, yeah, next month. So we get to go to Rotterdam, Berlin, and then London. So I haven't been there, been back for like, I don't know. 10 years or something so looking forward to it have you ever got to take pictures in africa like have you, been, have you ever i've never been to africa <laughs> you gotta do that i know i know it's kind of like we were saying like when I, we're off the road it's like you just want to chill at home and not book any trips For so sure. no i doubt. find myself not traveling as much as i should yeah plus you like where you're at now in i do i really do it's hard to leave yeah it is it's a, it's it's not hard to live for me to leave i kind of like at the end of the day i like getting out of nashville yeah. But we live south, you know, so we can go yeah, hot out in the out woods. out in the country. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. So Sister Act. Yeah. That's the, when you think of the the turning point, I guess, in your brain for, for wanting to become a singer, mm -hmm. that's that's the movie you go to, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, I think I've always sung like since I was a kid, but when I saw Lauren Hill, I heard her do His Eyes on the Sparrow and Sister Act 2, it was just, and like, we, we were talking about it earlier and you guys were it's there's just something about how effortless her voice was and how 
like singing can just feel that good, sound that good. And, and that's what inspired me. I think for most singers, if they've seen that movie, that is one of the yeah. things, like you think about like performances that blow you away. Yeah. That is 1000%. And it's so short. It's such a oh, short, it is short little. It yeah. is short. And I'll mm -hmm. tell you, the, for me with that, it, what makes Lauren Hill's voice non-replicable, whatever that word is, is like, is the, like you're talking about the effortlessness, but mm -hmm. the control too. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, those notes she's hitting are yeah. just right in the middle exactly. of it's the perfect. fat part of the note. It's, yep. it's a it's a beautiful thing. And you know who else really loves that? Is our dad, dude. He gets oh, fired yeah. up every time. I bet, I bet too, I've watched baby. that movie nice. with him. I bet every time I've seen that movie, I've watched it with dad. Well, dad, read, sit down. Hey, you got to see this part. I'm like, bro. We've Sister, seen, seen it 58,000 times. Yeah, I mean, he loves it, man. He loves That's he loves cute. the soul of it. There's good soul, great control. There is. Yep. Great that uh, strumming my thing. I don't know. I was trying to work that out. I don't know the whole song. I don't know, but was it? with his finger. Seeing my life with his words. Killing me softly with his song. Killing me softly with his song. I don't know why I chose this harmony. Telling my whole life with his words. Killing me softly. Sorry. That's close. This is the one, this part right here. With his song. Yeah. Guitar. Oh man, that kind of—I kind of went somewhere right then, man. That was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Nice harmonies, guys. Oh, thanks. I don't know why I went with I that. I don't want to see. I, I'm happy to listen to that, but I don't want to see it because my face was doing the math to the next chord. <laughs> I was going, K -k -k -k. I was like glitching out on. Move, that's move a, that guitar right That's a different. Uh, it's in the way. That's a different style. There you go. As to what we normally do, right? Oh yeah, man. I mean, that is some soul. It's hard to soul that on a on an acoustic. Man, I uh, I'm a melody guy. That's mm -hmm. my and listening to your records, Coco, and even this new one that you put out last October. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Look at me. Yeah. Jeez. Um, <laughs> it's a cookie. Your melodies on that thing are are crazy. Like, 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 like on every song too, and and I know you you collaborated with Liz Rose and AJ Pruitt yeah. and all that stuff, and yeah. and wrote, got to write with Brett James and, and mm -hmm. that whole thing that like kind of going through the Nashville thing. But you also wrote a lot of that stuff by yourself. What is your what's your process? All like all every it. time yeah, it's yeah. different, but I think for me it's mostly a melody. So if I'm playing the guitar or playing the piano, it's usually on guitar. But I'll just be humming something, and then like you know, like there's a couple words that are fall out and. Sure. Sometimes you don't even know what you're going to write about, or sometimes you have that you're like, I really need to say this right now. 
Um, so a lot of times it's mostly the melody and then I fill in the lyrics later. Those kind of take me a little bit longer. But uh, writing with Liz and AJ for most of this record, I, I would have this idea, either the idea of what I wanted to say or part of the chorus or yeah. the title, whatever. And I would call them and be like, all right, we got to write. And, you know, we'd get together like a day later and yeah. we'd write these songs. And it was I mean, Liz, very therapeutic. Liz is... Oh, You're in good company right the there. The two of them, it was just a, such a great experience. AJ, too. I've written with AJ. I've, I've never, I haven't written with Liz yet, but man, she is. Uh, I yeah. mean, she gets it. Yeah, man. She's, uh, yeah, she knows what she's doing. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure. Mm -hmm. um, I love, I, they're, all those songs are great, um, but old and new. Did you write that by yourself? Um, I did, yes. It kind of feels like a, a personal. It is very personal. Very, the lyrics are very well written. But, but yeah, I kind of felt like, in a not a weird way, like I, I got to know you and your story a little yeah. bit more. Um, and That's your story, cool. your storytelling, yeah. Well, is I mean, your storytelling through the whole thing is even on the Coco record. Like the Coco record is a, it feels very like oxygen off the front. It feels Malibuish, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it feels Southern California, it feels Southern California. But at mm -hmm. the same time, it still has the elements of a country record because yeah. it's it's a lot of storytelling. It's, yeah. There's a lot of personal things in that thing too, and and I don't know. It's just uh, I don't really know where I'm going with this. But, well, but I appreciate really, that. I'm so really glad I, I like that you know all that. And <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's why. Like with this new album, along the way, being country, I've I feel like my first album has always like it could have been country back then. Like I never sure. really felt like a pop artist because yeah. it was always more singer songwriter no folk. Yeah. Um, and so I felt like this was like a natural progression into mm -hmm. country and with the steel guitar and the dobro and all that. I just love it so much. What brought you, what made you want to do a country record? What made you want to, was it that? Was it the, just yeah. kind of the songwriting, the storytelling well, through all of it kind of yeah. fit the mold here? I've been coming to Nashville writing. I've been doing a lot of collaborations with country artists over my career. And by being here and like, I actually, I didn't really, grow up listening to country music so it was newer for me but I started just falling in love with it the the longer I lived here and then I was like well I love the steel guitar I love the dobro like can I not put it on my music and Absolutely I joined do. I started um Gone West the country band a few years ago with um, oh, yeah. yeah with my friends and my fiance at the time and that was a country album so it's just been like a, a long progression I feel like and it it does feel like the right home for my music so you feel at home here I do. I really do. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Who were you? Uh, who were you listening to? Who was some of your country influences? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm a huge like Kenny Chesney fan, Morgan Wallen. Um, I love um, Brooks and Dunn. Yeah, I man. I mean, I, I the list can like literally go on, but um, <laughs> I I feel like I don't know. Country music is just like the music's so beautiful, and then the the lyrics they re it really melts your heart. Like you, it's. Everyone knows the good heartbreak song. You can just relate to it so much. Who was it saying that one time? Uh, I want to say it was like one of the dudes from uh, Kiss was like, yeah, but y'all got the song. They were talking to a Nashville songwriter, and, mm -hmm. and he was saying, oh, man, I love what y'all do. And he said, oh, yeah, I love what you do. And he said the difference between what we do and what you do is country music has the stories, you know, like mm -hmm. as to where they're like, ah, I want to rock it, roll up. You know, like, and we're kind of like, talking about maybe yeah a, uh, an influence or a kid or you know your son or your dad or you know where the stories he was like man you guys can tell stories and yeah. i always try to remember that as a writer like sometimes we get we catch feelings and want to get caught up in them but really the majority of listeners just want to hear a really great story yes and they always relate to it and country music there's always that 
great twist in the lyric. That's Some, it's uh sometimes most yeah, of the time. Yeah, most of the time, yeah. Yeah, nobody in his right mind would have left her, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. That that is a, a staple of country music. So what's next? Mm -hmm. What are you uh are you working on another project? Are you you just you just cataloging songs? What are, what are you um, what are you doing? I am working on another project. Um I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, I'm working yeah, on yeah, music. Yeah, that's all. The manager look, I see it. Secretly, secretly. Well, you just never know because like. You got any but, spots yeah. open on there that you need an outdoor song? Yeah, yeah. Man, I mean, hey, that's right, in. guys. We love to fun. tell stories. You know, that's actually the entire reason we're doing this podcast. No doubt. Is just get people in here and then get songs. Yeah. Like that's no, like, yeah, they, the people that listen to it and don't know that after this, we actually, the requirement is, I don't know if you saw it in fine print, you have to book a ride with us. Jordan actually put that in there. She put that in the contract. Let's do it. <laughs> We've all seen plenty of gadgets and fads come and go, but there's one product that stood the test of time, Seafoam Motor Treatment. Lots of hunters and anglers know that Seafoam helps four-wheeler engines and truck engines run better and last longer. Yeah, and it's super simple. When you pour it into your gas tank, Seafoam cleans harmful fuel deposits that cause engine problems. And I'm talking about common stuff like hard starts, rough engine performance, or lost fuel economy. Yeah, and Seafoam is an easy way to prevent or overcome these problems. Just pour a can in your gas tank and let it clean your fuel system. You probably know someone who's used a can of Seafoam to get their truck or boat going again. People everywhere rely on Seafoam to keep their trucks, boats, and small engines running the way they should for the entire season. Help your engine run better and last longer. Pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bear Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Hey, it's Turkey Week, March 11 through 17. Free shipping on all orders at First Light, FHF Gear, Phelps Game Calls, and the Meat Eater Store, too. You can pick up all the First Light gear that I wear in the Turkey Woods, plus so much more, including... Meat Eater by Phelps Turkey Calls, which are straight-up killers, and Vortex Red Dots at 20% off. We're going to get you set up for the turkey season. So set up, in fact, that all you have to do is focus on that tom. So head on over to TheMeatEater.com, March 11 through 17, for Turkey Week. Shooting skeet. Oh, yeah. You're skeet shooting. <laughs> yeah, um, during the pandemic, my friends, they taught me how to shoot. So, like, I I never, I didn't grow up with guns. Like, I was actually, like, fully against guns. And yeah. then um, coming here and just being around everything more and being taught about guns properly. And everyone and having one here? Everyone having, I, that was like, I was like, what? Like, I don't know. It's just so, it was so different for me. But then I, I learned, like, they taught me all the proper ways to use 
every different gun and and then i started shooting skeet and i'm really good like Come i'm on. really yeah, good man. shot yeah. so what's your um, uh, do you have like a specific shotgun gauge like a 28 gauge or no i don't have a gauge? shotgun i have i have a couple glocks and like a little ruger um uh-huh. but pistoly. i don't I, I do I, i'm told i need a shotgun but i haven't purchased a shotgun yet but when we're shooting skeet i don't know what i use that's whatever they you shoot them with a pistol it don't it don't matter <laughs> what you use you're, you're blowing them up you're, you're blowing i do the get up. a lot of them i and i don't really know how i'm like how did i just do that i don't know <laughs> i know every time i feel the same way you should come yeah. to the duck blind with us because we couldn't hit nothing the other day. <laughs> i just bought a well, well you couldn't I, yeah, I killed we'll a few limits um <laughs> He's we'll like, speak for yourself we'll right yes yeah. <laughs> we uh i just bought a, a 410 an old 410 for we have a kind of new baby boy and uh, we got a little girl and a baby boy but I, I wanted to buy him a gun that you know i passed down to him mm-hmm. and i bought it and and my my buddy was like uh we were down in mississippi and he was like hey man he's like i'm gonna bring some 410 shells let's shoot some skeet and i was like okay so he brought him out and i was like man i can't like just start missing every totally. play with this gun <laughs> um and i did for a while and, and then i figured out you know the bead pattern and all that but i feel the same way every time i shoot at a skeet and yeah. i hit it I'm always like one very proud of myself. Totally. And two, I'm kind of blown away that I, I hit it because yeah. it's a lot. You know, it's, it's of, hard. Yeah, it's hard. I feel like the more I focus on it, the more I miss. And then when I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, what? Wow, how did I do that? <laughs> I, I, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but you you talked about not growing up around mm-hmm. guns and then coming and and being educated on it. Yeah. What do you? How, wh- I mean, that's that's foreign for us because we were always around. Like our dad yeah. hunted and fished, and literally from the time we were born, we were running to get doves and you know yeah. dove hunting with them. How do you? How or first off, like who kind of educated you on on the handling of guns, and how did you? How did you get to a point to where you felt comfortable? And let me say this by saying feel comfortable. I don't think anyone should ever feel extremely comfortable. There should always be a place Absolutely. Of, of reverence yeah. and understanding that this is uh, a tool that can be, yes. it can be deadly, you know? But that is interesting because, because with you, there was a wall of, of like of firearms. No, absolutely yes. against a hundred percent. I was against them. And mm. I, and then coming here and my friends out in Ashland city, I, we were on their ranch and, and they fully, it was like a full on lesson. Like I, I, they had them laid out. They, everything was, you know, the magazines were out. Nothing was loaded. They teach you to check to make sure, sure. there's, you know, um, and never have your finger on the trigger. Oh, and yeah. I got all the lessons and I was like, oh, this is like, I really respect this. Like sure. I, I, I had just, I had no understanding of it whatsoever. So of course it was just like fear in my mind. And I thought they were just bad and everyone used that used them, like had no idea what they were doing or that, you totally. know, yeah, yeah. It no, was absolutely. I was uneducated. Yeah. So they truly like educated me, and then I we would shoot on the ranch, and then I would go to the the gun range here at the armory, and mm-hmm. um and just understand it more. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, really that's cool. awesome. I, yeah. I could I, I always sympathize with people that that don't hunt, that don't like guns. There's a lot of riders that that I'll get in the room with, and we'll start talking about it, and it genuinely you said it perfectly it always seems to come down to a lack of education and understanding about what what the point is right of of having a gun or what what you're using it for or that that it can be it can be essentially like a hammer in a toolbox you know Mm -hmm. just a tool to accomplish something yeah but handled the wrong way yeah it can it can it can be tough so i i think that's interesting that that you once were this and now you're this yes that's cool especially yeah. in that realm i mean there's such a you know controversial thing you know across across america 
It absolutely is. And I think people that like know that I shoot guns now that are like, what? Who is she? I'm like, yeah. well, I'm not like, I'm not like promoting stuff. <laughs> right. but I'm also like, yeah, I have a, <laughs> there's a way to handle them. Yeah. There's a way to, to, to enjoy yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure. Um, let's talk. Are you a cold plunger? I've done it a few times. I'm not like a, it's not okay. like It's my not like thing. an everyday thing. No. Are okay. you guys? I, I've been thinking about cold plunging I want to be. Myself. I, I, I cold plunge in the bathtub. Like, like, okay. especially like through the winter, you yeah. just do the cold water oh, okay. and then get well, in there. But yeah, I, I've, I've cold seen. Cold showers are really good for you too. No doubt. So. I, I took my first cold shower of the year yesterday. I, I cut up a bunch of trees and was around a fire all day. It was awesome. It's an awesome day. Ooh. And then jumped in a cold shower. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of like a, the, the fad, you know, yeah. right now everybody's taking cold baths yeah. to, to overcome something. Um. But yeah, I, I even asked my dad. I was like, "Hey, man, you got like a trough laying around or anything?" He's like, "Actually, I do." What were you cold plunging for? Did you do it for like a was it a charity thing or? Anything? No, we did it. We just we thought it was like I don't know. We did it this summer a few times after workouts, and it's yeah, yeah. it just takes a lot, like buying all the ice bags and loading it. Like that's I'd rather like have a, the proper Sorry. tub that's just cold and not have to do all the work. And like I hate when the ice cubes hit you. It's just so annoying. Oh, really? But um, <laughs> obviously, like that's but it's um it does feel good, and I know it's. There's health benefits, but it's not my See, thing. See, I just, I just can't get with it. I just, and here's, well, here's you just said you were thinking about doing I'm it. I'm thinking about it because I talked to someone. Right. But you've never I done it. It's not. I mean, I've Reed got on a cold shower kick, and he's like, "Dude, you gotta take cold showers." So I was yeah. like, "Okay, man." So like, I would take a couple of cold showers, but I. I keep hearing like, oh, it resets your body to this mode. Don't start. Thing. Don't start saying that you don't. You don't believe in any of this because most some of this is actually like factual. What it does for you, metabolism wise, and all that. And also, it's mind control. So like, you get in and you're just like shaking, and then you realize if you can control yourself and like take your deep breaths and slow yourself down, then absolutely, it's, it's overcoming an uncomfortable thing. And that's what a lot of them do it for. Is is they do it to be, to do something uncomfortable every day. Yes. Okay. Team gray beanie over, team okay, gray okay. Beanie over here. Team also, gray beanie. guys, like we have gray beanies, and we're in like all denim. denim. Like yeah. I don't know, it's kind of cool. Kind of match made in heaven. Maybe you should just <laughs> ride with us all the time. Uh, I no. The reason I'm saying cold plungy is because I, I talked to someone and I said, "Man, you know," and they said they gave me the argument of doing something uncomfortable. I'm like, "Well, why don't you just?" slam your head into a wall they're like what do you mean i'm like well that's uncomfortable no you're not understanding it it's it's imagine if you fell in a a, a a frozen lake and you freak out you would hopefully be able to try to like control your mind and be like okay i've got this i've done this before calm down if you're so the entire thing is just in case no, you it's fall not into a frozen lake. Okay. It was maybe a bad it. example. No, that was good. My no, whole no, point you're around cold lakes all the I time. No, it's a preventative. Method. You need like, to be pre- wait more prepared. I was in a cold week or a cold lake last week. <laughs> now I know what to do. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I, yeah. I get it for the health. Not benefits. saying it'll work if I actually do fall in a cold. Yeah, you lake, will. You will. I'll try to get back. We go to this conversation. No, you're you're living. <laughs> Team Gray Beanie's living in yeah. cold lake. Damn, yeah. I, I'm not so sure. We I'm, got it. I, I've just, I've just, it's. I'm with you on. It seems like a lot of work. And yeah, I, but if, then the tubs are really expensive. They are get, really so, expensive. Yeah. You know what I've seen? I've seen people take 
like casket freezers, like like coffin yeah. style freezers, and they JB weld the bottom so no leaking gets out. I've seen that. And they pour water in and and, and, and regulate it to a temperature that it freezes, but just the top. Oh, with the freezer. With the freezer. So you just close the lid and the top freezes. Just then you bust the, bust the ice. See, that seems redneck enough that I could like, get I'm with down. it. I could, get, I could possibly get with <laughs> That's it. all you had to do is tell He couldn't that. handle it, though. Dan would get in. He'd like put a foot in, but oh, I can't do Getting it. Getting in is the hard part. Do y'all walk around in snow without shoes on? No. Well, it's probably some health benefits. Well, to that. we live in Tennessee, oh my God. so and then you might be ready. from Malibu. And we then live the in next Nashville. time it snows, it snows and like... then if you ever get caught out there, you'd be like, "I'm prepared for this." <laughs> uh, I, got Colby, my, I got my guy over there. Colby, like what's uh, what's your what's your favorite country song of all time? Uh, Wait, no, we made a word for it. Gra- Graverite. Graverite. So it's greatest like... Greatest favorite. Greatest slash favorite. Anyway. People yeah. probably said this one, but honestly, Neon Moon, I think it is... Nobody said that. What? Oh, man. It is... Every line is so accurate. Like, it is Let's so true. Yeah, come on. Let's get, get, I, I want to hear you sing again, man. <laughs> I've been some. singing it uh, on, on tour lately. Pull the microphone, Dan. Mike, Mike, Mike. Yeah. This back this man, way. You are terrible at this job, dude. You know the word? Sounds I'm tired. That's the same. Tired. Is it too? Is it too low? Or it's too low when the, when the when the yeah. Is that too high? That's very high. That's it. <laughs> Still high, but oh, hold on. The I'll sun find, goes I'll, down. That's we can do high. there. So, yeah, when the sun when the sun goes down. On my side of town, still got that it. That lonesome feeling comes to my door, and the whole world. Well, this would be really low. Low turns blue. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> I don't know what. I think we just do it in the standard key. Take it, Reed. What's that for? There's a rundown bar across the railroad tracks. Got a table for two, way in the back. Think of losing you. God, like still so, you're still so good there. <laughs> I spend most every night beating the light of a neon moon. One chorus. Oh, if you lose your one and only, there's always room here for the lonely to watch your broken dreams dancing out of the Sorry, it was in the low keys. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed. I kind of enjoyed hearing you so, sing on that. The, yeah. The, 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 yeah. That octave. Thanks. That's, that's low fun. notes, man. Low notes. I can low do. The, I can collect. do the low notes Neon Moon, for sure. Neon Moon's a good one, man. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. Any really any Brooks and Dunn. Yeah. Hit is is killer. And he, and and one of which one of them wrote that by themselves, right? Was it um, Kicks? I don't know who wrote. Or Rod, it Ronnie? Rod Dunn. I think it's. Check, Anyways, check, I think just so I'm like that's an amazing. Like, you wrote that by yourself. If Ronnie wrote that, Damn. that's really cool. Hey, Ronnie, mm. that is legendary. Right? If you lose your world, we should all do our. Impression. If you lose your world, <laughs> hey, pretty good. And only, pretty good. There's always room here for the lonely. Get it? Rock your broken dreams, dancing and out of the beams. What are you doing there, bro? That's the ending. <laughs> of the neon moon. Beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. 
That's pretty good. You're pretty good, Ronnie. Thanks, man. I didn't know. Thanks, man. And I'm sure that was important, that thing you had to say. <laughs> you were talking during that, though. What? Keep going. But it's the time <laughs> He just inter- interrupted himself. <laughs> Sorry, everything's in G today. <laughs> we need a capo. No doubt. Sam, work on that capo next time. Yeah, I, I can't Especially play for without the a capo. I need a... <laughs> I'm like, change a, my guitar, like the... The frets on what do you every... play? What guitar do you like? Um, I have Martins, but um, I like I I have so bubbly. I wrote it in open D tuning, so Ooh, I always sick. have to have like that um guitar, and, and then that it's on like capo seven. But like my guitar players, they can just play it however. Yeah. But I need I need capos everywhere I go. Same, so. same. We're not yeah. good enough to yeah transpose in our heads. Yeah. Although I just did. You, twice you did. You this actually episode. did. Mm-hmm. But it's all right. It's all right. No, we do. Uh, Colby, we do this thing called the one that got away. <laughs> It's yeah. a little segment um, yeah. where it. We usually, I told you earlier, we usually it's like a deer story or a fish story or, or a guy, or, you know, you know, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, special. song, um, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Is there anything that comes to mind when we say Colby? What could also up? be as simple as like a hamburger? A hamburger? Yeah, maybe there that was got away. a restaurant you should have tried, didn't try it, got away from you. It's a ter- that's a terrible. Uh, <laughs> for me, there's a restaurant I should have tried, and I didn't try it when I was in Paris. So that's that one. Got away. I mean, okay, if we're going down that, like, I got a I got a gift certificate to uh, like this. a twenty thousand dollar gift certificate to a uh, um a hotel called the Almond uh, Hotel, and I never was able to use it, and I think it is expired now. No, I know. What? So that's the I best think about one that got away. We got. All the time twenty thousand dollar gift card yeah it was uh yeah it please was, tell me that got you like a month there it probably got you like a no, couple I, nights no it's right? like i think it's like probably three nights but yeah so i was like damn it, it i never used it what is wrong with me where was it at where is they that? have them all over the world but um yeah so <laughs> okay. it's a really really nice who gave resort. you that i can't say okay, okay. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I I, dang yeah. Yes. That's a good one. Yeah, that I sang at a, a friend's wedding, and that it was like a a gift, but for, for and it that. got but, away. Yeah, that's a giant I gift did. card. But I'll let you know if I end up like calling and be like, "Can I have?" Maybe it we still? can. Maybe somebody from the almond listens to this thing, and we can. <laughs> we, that's what we do with the one that got away. We try to yeah. we try to justify. It, you okay. Know, like, like please, oh, yeah. please almond. Yeah. Even though this twenty thousand dollars, like all like a nut? I'm just saying almond because I think that's what. A M A N, like Amon, I think. It might Amen. be Amon. That's what that is. Amon. Yeah, Amen. Amen. Let's go. Let's eat. Amen. <laughs> um, Colby, that was so much fun. You guys are great. Let's no, do this no, again. You're great. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thank We're you. dumb. You're really talented. We appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, this is a really cool when they when they told us that you were that they were like, hey, what about Colby Clay? We were both like, hmm, that's that's interesting because. It's, yeah, it's a it's a hunting yeah. country music thing. Yeah, but then when they started sending us over what you were into and what you did, and then obviously there's you know we know your music and all yeah. that. We were really excited, and Dan was super nervous. Like you saw, yeah, him I was still kind of nervous, but I played <laughs> everything okay. So but I'm no, you're thanks, you're freaking guys. awesome. Thank yeah, you. Thank you awesome. Thanks for by. thanks for coming out and hanging yeah. out with a couple of new new so. Nashville friends. Love hey, it. please let us write your record. That's the entire. You want to write the record? Yes. Yes. The whole thing. Um, okay, let's do it. Or selfish. I'm that's selfish. Right. I want them all. I'm no, just kidding. You're great. Thanks for coming thanks, and hanging guys. out with us. Um, thanks for hanging out in God's country, Colby Calais, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you on next Stay time. Stick with us wherever we're looking. Stick yeah. with us. Yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> you guys, get me out of here. Brothers he just, just making terrible, fun of man. each other. <laughs>
Outdoor adventures won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. Yeah, and it's easy to use, too. You just simply pour a can in your gas tank. Hunters and fishermen rely on Seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should all season long. So pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bear Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.